Welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I am your host, Kristen Goodman. I am a certified life coach and a mother to three teens and a tween. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens yet keep firm boundaries? Did you know that you can do all of this without yelling and feeling frustrated? Here in this podcast, you'll find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Parenting in the Middle podcast, episode number four by Small and Simple Things. Okay, if you are a member of my faith, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there is a scripture in Alma that says, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Okay, and I coach people of all faiths, and so I don't want to get too religious on this podcast, but I really, really love this idea that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And I was coaching someone just today. I was actually coaching a teen, helping her see how simple the things that she wanted to do are, but how the stories we tell ourselves make things so complicated. And so that gave me this idea for the title of this podcast to be by small and simple things, because the things that we want, we can achieve. And it's usually pretty simple. The things we want are simple. They are, but we tend to complicate them when we make up stories and have a bunch of thoughts over all of the drama about it. So in this particular situation with this teen, I was coaching, I was helping her. Oh my goodness. We are all in this space where a lot of us are still in online school with our kids. And I am lucky to have my kids in person school, but I know how tricky it is to get our kids to be motivated for school when it's all online. And it is so hard for them. And my heart just goes out for those kids who are still learning online and have been for almost a whole year now. And I haven't really talked to anyone who has loved online learning, even church online. It's just not the same. And so, yeah, my heart really goes out to them. So I'm, I'm coaching this teen on how to participate because she gets graded on her participation in on these Zoom calls. And so I broke it down for her, the actual steps that she would need to take to participate. And when you broke it down, when I helped her break it down, she saw that it was pretty simple. So the things that we broke down were she would need to raise her hand on video. Her teacher would then need to call on her. She would then push a button to unmute herself. She would speak and say the things that she needed to say, and then she would go back on mute. So looking at it very factually and very simply, she could do all of those things. She could raise her hand, she could push a button to unmute, and she could speak. All of those things she does every single day without a problem. But then you have all of this drama created by our thoughts of what if I get the wrong answer? What if the teacher doesn't accept my answer and keeps me on video longer until I can tell her the right answer and I have all the rest of the people in my class staring at me? See how all of those thoughts create the embarrassment, the stress, therefore creating the result that 
this particular teen wasn't participating in class and she had good reasons for it. She didn't want to feel embarrassed. She didn't want to get the wrong answer. But once I could see that ultimately she wanted to participate and that was her choice and how simple the process was, she just had to get out of her own head and all of those feelings were going to come up, the nerves, but she could participate anyway. And I'm relating this to when we parent our teens because we tend to complicate things. We want to connect with them. We want to communicate with them. We know how to communicate. We know how to talk to our teen. We do. You don't need a parenting book to tell you how to talk to your teen. You just need to engage with them. Be curious. Ask them what their day is like. But then what happens is we get into our own head and we have all of these thoughts that, well, if they don't respond in a certain way, if they don't do these certain things that we have set for them to do, we make it mean a whole bunch of things about us as their parent and maybe why we aren't good enough or that we need to do better or why they aren't good enough, why they need to listen and do the things that we expect them to do. And do you see how that creates a barrier in the communication? So by small and simple things, what are the small things that you can do to connect with your teen? I'm just going to give you a few examples and then you can then decide on what works best for you and your teen and in the situation you're in right now, because we're all in a different phase of life. We all have different challenges with our teens and different strengths. And so think about what would work for you, but here are some ideas. You could cook together. You could invite your teen to share their favorite recipe or possibly cook dinner for your family. Listen to music together. Get curious about the kinds of music that they like. I know when I'm in the car, I love, I have Sirius XM and the highway because I love country music. It's my favorite station and I want to listen to it all the time. And so when I'm in the car with my kids, it's really hard for me to let go of the control of my radio because I like my own music. And I'm always grateful when I hear them listening to the music I like and singing along and it makes me feel good that we can connect that way. But often they will change the station and it will be a song I don't know. And it will be lyrics that I don't love, but I listen to it with them. I ask them questions. What do they like about the song? What do they like about the singer? And I can connect with them that way. Um, doing work together. What are some things that they need to do? that you want them to do? How is their room or their closet or whatever it is that you want them to do? Maybe it's a project. How can you help them accomplish what you want them to accomplish? So in my, with my kids, I have a daughter who does not keep her room the cleanest. And so I can tell her to clean her room all day long and sometimes she will. But if I really want to help her and connect with her, then getting in with her and being like, Hey, let's clean up your room. I'm going to help you just for 10 minutes. Then I can spend that time with her. And it's like a two for one. She gets a clean room. I connect with her, but the drama comes when you think, well, I shouldn't have to help them. They're old enough to do it by themselves. I have other things to do. And that might be true for you. And you don't, I'm not saying you have to help your kids clean their room, but if you want to connect with them, let go of the thoughts that are holding you back that you shouldn't help them? Why is that true? And is it serving you? Those are good questions to ask as well. Encourage your kids to invite their friends over. This was so hard for me when I had young kids because I had four kids under six 
And so I do feel bad for my older couple of girls because they would want friends over and I just felt so overwhelmed. My house was a mess. I had so many things to do and all of these little kids, I didn't want friends over and it just created a lot of overwhelm and stress for me. And now looking back at those times, I think easy for me to say now, I could have let those feelings of overwhelm and stress go. They didn't care how clean my house was or whether I had a bunch of fun things to do. Half the time, kids just want a place to go and hang out. And so let them have their friends over. Let go of the need to always have things clean or organized and be okay with the overwhelm. The overwhelm will come regardless, but being able to get to know your kids' friends is a great way to connect with your teens and get to know their friends. And my favorite one is to be honest with your teens. Your teens are capable of knowing where you're at and they are so Your teens are so capable of hearing where you're at and understanding where you are. A lot of times we want to make our teens feel like we know better. So we have to know all of the right answers and we have to do all of the right things. When what I have found is they appreciate so much when we are honest with them and how we feel. So for example, if you can't have their friends over one night because you have so much to do, be honest with them about that and just say, this is really hard for me have that conversation. And then if they still need to have their friends over, maybe you'll let it go and figure out a way to work together about it. Or maybe you can come to a, an agreement where you can have friends over next weekend, but tonight is just really not the best night for me. I love you. And the answer is no, but be so honest with them about where you are at. Your feelings are coming from your thoughts. Your kids are not making you feel stressed or overwhelmed. Your house is not making you feel stressed or overwhelmed. It doesn't mean that those feelings aren't real and that your thoughts are not valid. You can certainly keep those thoughts and feelings that you have, but just own them as your own and be very honest about them with your kids. And in my experience, I have found them to be so understanding We have connected so much when I am honest, when I can apologize, when I can tell them exactly where I'm at and where I'm coming from, if I'm worried about something and I let them know. And then I've seen my kids rise to the occasion and and honor where I'm at. And then I've also had to let go of some things because I understand that it's because of my fear, my anxiety. It's not because of them. So then I loosen up the reins. I let them have more freedom and Do you see how that's helping us work together instead of me acting like I know better and that they need to listen and trying to convince them why they should listen. So doing these small things, none of these things by itself are difficult. So pick one or two small things that you can do to connect with your teens and you will see great dividends in how they respond to you and in your relationship. All right. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I truly hope this podcast is helpful for you. And if you find it helpful, please leave me a review and subscribe to this podcast. I'm also over on Instagram at Kristen Goodman coaching. You can follow me over there. Send me some DMS, ask me any questions you want. I love engaging with my community over there. All right. I will see you guys next week or talk at you. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. 
I am so grateful you're here. I'm excited to announce that my most requested training is available to you right now for free. Grab my How to Avoid a Power Struggle with your teen over on my website, kristengoodmancoaching.com. Simply click on the Here's How button and you'll be in. Interested in working with me one-on-one? I've got a four-week intro course to self-coaching that you won't want to miss. Find more info at kristengoodmancoaching.com forward slash self-coaching mastery. Thanks again for listening. Remember, you are the best parent for your teen. Talk to you soon. Thank you.